I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me again, reoccurring guest, friend of the pod, and he's not Isaac Harris. What you got <laughs> for me, Bo? What is up, Nick? Good night to be a Mavericks fan. Woo! I needed to have. It's. I'm glad you said that. I needed to have a Mavericks fan on the pod tonight because it just yeah. it just would have felt weird for me to do a solo show after this game because. We need some excitement. We need somebody to get really excited about this game. People were excited about pumped up Isaac Harris, but he's back home in Kentucky. I don't know if you guys could hear yesterday. His audio was a little different because he's <laughs> it was uh, recording from his mom's basement, or I think it was his dad's basement actually. But um, so yeah, he's hanging out. He showed me. He sent me a picture of uh, he was at some basketball game, and his his son got on the floor somehow. It was like <laughs> halftime or after the game or something, and his son was like waddling out on the floor. <laughs> He was like, there he goes. Man. A sign of things to come. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, wow. It's like, like a prophecy or something, man. <laughs> he's like, that's my boy. <laughs> that's awesome. Waddling out there. So so we got Bo. He's at Mavs Highlights on Twitter. You can follow him. All the great highlights all the time. Also from the OP pod. You can subscribe to that one if you'd like um, to to uh, compliment this one, not to supplement it. Just to, just right, to, right. Just to, yeah. just to compliment it, right? Friendly podcast, that's right. <laughs> but Bo's a friend of the show, so. Thank All you. right, let's get into this game because, man, going into this game, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? Were you just assuming this was going to be a loss? The Bucks were on an 18-game winning streak. The Dallas Mavericks were without Luka Doncic for the first time this season, and it was in Milwaukee, and it just seemed like, we said on the pod the other day, yesterday, that it was going to be a trap game for Milwaukee. Sure, it's coming. And it turned out to be that that case. Mavericks won 120 to 116. But going into the game, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you just start with, well, like you said, they're incredibly hot. They're incredibly good, first of all. They're just really, really good. They're on their home court where they're really, really good. They're they're insanely streaking right now. And we don't have Luka. Which is he's you know he's kind of that determining factor in most of our wins you know not always but most he's putting up insane numbers or doing something crazy all that Luca magic that we're looking for and getting used to mm. and so you don't have him so there's all of those variables and that all of that spells most likely a loss right like we're without our best player they're streaking insanely hot they're like lava hot supernova hot um, but like you said it, eventually some team's gonna get up and bite them. And tonight it was the Mavs. Uh, I mean, it, it was just a it was a crazy game. Is I was thinking as I was watching that second half when the Mavs like were starting to pull away a little bit. I'm going like, is this just not a Carlisle team? Like <laughs> you know, Rick is eating this up. He is loving to see his reserves scrap and fight and claw for every loose ball. You know, diving around, hitting tons of threes there, like moving the ball in that flow offense that you know he takes a lot of pride in. And so I think, yeah, it's one of those things where I was expecting a loss, but you, you know, you cross some fingers and things like that. And, uh, you know, most games I kind of like tell my family, okay, I'm going to watch this game. I'm doing highlights, da, da, da. And tonight I honestly, to just kind of pull back the curtain tonight, um, I was watching the game and I was holding my little baby girl. And so like, I'm mm. not, I'm not gonna be as fluid with the highlights and with clipping and posting and editing and all that stuff. Uh, so cause I was just like, yeah, this will be just, you know, well, this game will probably get away from us. But then at half we were up. 
And then in the third, we start pulling away. And I mean, if you look at like the score chart of the game or the flow chart or whatever they call it, um, the, the lead tracker NBA.com has, I, I didn't realize this except looking back on it. The Mavs led this game for like over 90% of the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they, they led and mostly by a pretty good margin, most of the game with the biggest lead being 16 points. Um, and yet it always felt like the, when, when's the other shoe going to drop as they say, right? It always felt like, okay, when, when is Giannis who was just insane, who I know we'll talk about, when is he just going to shut the door when he's going to go enough kids, enough kids, <laughs> the MVP is here. You know? I am here. Yeah, I am here. Yeah. They, the bucks only led in the first quarter and then they took over just slightly in the third quarter. Yeah. Like a it, point was, or two. it was wild when they, they took the lead and they put the, the graphic on the screens as their first lead since, you know, 10 points in the first quarter. You're like, wait, what? Hold on. So yeah, the, the Mavericks really just took care of business in this game. It was a real trap game. You mentioned Giannis. He finished the game 48 points, 14 boards, four <laughs> assists, a steal, and a block. I mean, the guy is just insane. The Mavericks, there's a lot of things we'll get into about Giannis, but uh, let's keep celebrating this Mavericks team. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Kristaps Porzingis, 26 Woo! points, 12 boards, four assists, two blocks, yes. stepped up in this game, nine of 19 from the field, four of four from the free throw line, hit four of eight threes, and two of those threes were – Back to back, thirty plus footers, right? Like right, that, that's not an exaggeration. Like thirty feet, or like right around there, thirty feet away. Yeah, insane. Absolutely, with, with Giannis on him, with Giannis on him, like it's nuts. Absolutely insane. You gotta love it from Chris Porzingis. We've been speculating since the Luca injury, which is basically just yesterday, and then I guess a lot of Sunday, that this would be an opportunity for Porzingis to show the Mavericks that he's got it. You know that he still has it that he can you know, get to those heights. There's a couple plays where he tried some drives where he's just, he takes the ball and he goes left or he goes right, and he either pulled up or he passed out. And I thought he made some good decisions on those plays. He also he has this thing now where he'll pull up to take a shot and <laughs> he'll just pass out of it. And it, yep. it got the Mavs, I think, two or three or four open shots i don't know if they made all of them he had four assists so maybe he made they made most of them but it got them open shots because when a big guy like that a seven foot three guy jumps and is about to take a jump shot it's pretty obvious and so they all go for the rebound or they try and go over to help and close out and then it just leaves somebody like seth curry or dorian wide open then he can launch it over there i just thought that he had some good decisions and man he looked great in this game and you could tell he was loving it. That second, yeah. like you said, on the back-to-back, that second, the back, the, the second of the, those long three-pointers he drilled, the, the Bucks called a timeout. They're like trying to stop the bleeding a little bit because the Mavs were pulling away. And that that shot that they captured of him like going back to the bench, just looking like a little Beaming. cocky, but like also like <laughs> happy, like just genuinely like, yes, I can do this. Like I can do this. You know, it was just a you know the the team mobbed him and was just high fiving him. He's he was trying not to look too giddy, right? He was trying to like keep it cool. He's a cool customer out there, uh, but yeah, it meant so much to him. I think I think whether he'll admit it or not, this game meant a ton not only to the team, the organization, the teammates, but to him. It meant a lot to Chris Stapps to see even without Luca, he can step up and be a number one option and really deliver in a in a big game. Another player we have to mention right off the top, Seth Curry, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists in this game. Uh, I thought he had some sloppy moments in this game, but 26 points, he was shooting the ball well, 9 of 15 from the floor, 4 of 8 from 3 as well, 4 of 4 from the free throw line as well. They had the almost the exact same shooting numbers for him and Porzingis. But another guy leading the way. Um, at what point, let's just, let's just do this before we take a break. 
Okay. At what point, how long does Seth Curry have to play like this and Tim Hardaway Jr. have to play like that in order for Carlisle to make a change? Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about Hardaway in a second, but like, you know, not long, I hope, right? Like, I think Carlisle has a a loyalty to Hardaway. Uh, I think we've seen that on display so far in his time as a Maverick, but uh, like, even if he, even if Hardaway keeps starting as like de facto starter, like, Curry is playing, he's playing in such a way he must, he must have more floor time and he must get more shots. And I think, I think he must be given more chances to facilitate and have the ball in his hands a little bit because good things happen when Seth Curry has the ball. And that normally is from shooting, but like he is a capable facilitator. Uh, He's not Luca elite. We know that, but as a secondary facilitator, he is really, really good. And I think we've got to be getting as much as we can from him. Yeah, maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit with the Hardaway Curry stuff, but I just wanted to throw that. It's a little spicy. I just want to throw that out yeah, there real quick. No. But all right, fair. coming up, let's get into uh, this game. Let's go through the the breakdown of uh, you know how this game and the, how this win came about. We'll go through the game. Still got Bo here. We'll be back talking about the Dallas Mavericks win over the best team in the NBA, Milwaukee Bucks. Woo-hoo! All right, Bo, let's. Continue talking about this game. Let's break it down from the very beginning. Um, from the very beginning, at, at seven minutes in the first quarter, the Mavericks were tied eight to eight, and I just, yep. it just, you just kept feeling around, and I just wondered when are the Bucks going to pull away, right? It just mm-hmm. felt like the Bucks were going to go on some kind of sixteen zero run and pull away. Uh, Porzingis had a putback at five minutes and forty seconds. I don't know if you tweet. I don't think I didn't tweet it because I wasn't at my computer, but. I don't know if you tweeted it or somebody, but man, that putback was incredible. I mean, I think he he got the ball midair and had to. It seemed like he was gonna land, but he just put the ball back up because his arms are so long. He's so long, uh, and I just thought that it was a, a real good start from the Mavericks, uh, and they they really just stood their ground at the very beginning and established that they weren't going to get blown out in this game. Yeah, no, it's. I think I think Kristaps needed to send a message like that. Uh, that in the first quarter, the Bucks had their largest lead of the entire game, which was seven. <laughs> and, and and like you know, like we said, the Mavs had a lead of sixteen, uh, and they they had leads like that at multiple points throughout the game. But yeah, when Chris Stapps is delivering messages like that, I think it it can't help but uh, inspire and kind of like rejuvenate everyone like everyone else on the floor, like just to to set a fire under everyone to see him, their big guy who's coming back from this long standing injury, like to see him jumping and dunking and swatting shots and grabbing boards. Like, I mean, I just think it, it gets everyone else going to see the big guy who they have so much hope in and they know so much of their team's success is relying on to see him really perform and to see him come out of the, ga- the gates, uh, you know, standing up and saying, hey, you know, Luca's not here, but I'm here. Uh, you know, without saying that with his mouth, he, his game said that. I think I think that's just so valuable for the Mavs. Yeah, because by design, this team has a bunch of role players on it, right? You yep, know, yep. I think you would say that every single player on this team is a role player, but Porzingis. And so far this season, he's been a role player. He's he's been playing the, for lack of a better term, three and D center kind of guy. Like yeah, he's been playing true. that protect the rim, you know, rebound and and hit threes, basically, guy as his shot wasn't falling at the start of the season. So the Mavericks need somebody to step up and fill that role. Brunson has filled some of the, you know, the production. We'll talk about him, but Porzingis has been able to, you know, fulfill like the superstar role. Uh, the end of the game, he didn't have the the heroics because he wasn't on the floor <laughs> to, right. to, to end the game, but we'll talk about that. But yeah, I, just, I, I like your point that he, you know, came out and had to make a statement at the very beginning. And that putback, I feel like, was was part of the statement. Uh, he had nine points early. The Mavericks went out to a 10-point 
lead 27 to 17. They were drilling threes. They're six of 10 from three at the very beginning Crazy. of the game. Dorian hit two threes early, which is awesome to see. You love to see Dorian hitting threes. Yep. And uh, Brunson was facilitating. Uh, and then the Mavericks kind of, uh, well, they finished out the quarter. Porzingis finished with 11 points in the first quarter, 36 to 20, 22. Um, the Mavericks outscored the Bucks without Giannis on the floor in the first quarter, 16 to 7. And I just thought that those were the most important minutes, and I wanted to, to uh, track them during this game. Uh, that was really important. But uh, 36-22 to start the game. You're like, okay, man, this, this Mavericks team is here. Uh, they kind of hit the Bucks in the, ma- in the mouth, and then you're waiting right. for the, the Bucks to respond. But the Mavericks, they kind of extended their lead in the second quarter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- like you said, the, that there was that initial burst of just where they couldn't miss a three. I think they had like – they probably made like five out of six or five out of seven like all in a row. Um, and, and then, you know, that, that cooled off a little bit. I mean, they ended the game still really hot from three, just under 40%, uh, on 41 attempts, they made 16, which is just, you'll, you'll take that every night, uh, that you get a chance to. Um, but, uh, they just, the effort was there. The ball movement was there. They did not look rattled. They looked like the team between the two of them that had a real plan of what they wanted to do. Now, all, all, all the while this is happening, Giannis is still kind of doing whatever he wants. It's not like they stifled Giannis. I mean, he was 18 of 31 from the field. <laughs> uh, I mean, like just absolutely getting to the rim and bullying guys and doing those Giannis things. But the Mavs were hitting threes when the Bucks were taking twos. And, um, and it, you know, like the, the Bucks were only uh, less than 27% from three tonight, and they also took 41. So there's a huge difference right there. Mavs 39% on 41, uh, Bucks under 27% on 41 attempts. Um, but, you know, a lot of it was just the Mavs offense looked cohesive. They and, and Carlisle needs to get credit for this. As much as I think he, at times he deserves, you know, criticism for being stubborn and, you know, uh, not not changing his ways. Like he is a brilliant coach, and he has these guys buying into a system. And they tonight they played like a unit. I mean, like they they really played cohesive ball. And I think Carlisle deserves a lot of that credit. Absolutely. The only time they kind of, or there was a couple times where they didn't play cohesive <laughs> cohesive like that. Um, and there's this lineup that he played. Uh, well, Courtney Lee when he was out there, it was, what was that about? It was a little rough. I, I just don't I, understand. And I don't want to blame. I don't want to be like. I don't want to blame Courtney Lee, but when no, he when no. he was out there, it, it was not great. What did he finish in the plus one? He finished a minus seven, so he just, <laughs> in only six minutes, so just not a good outing out there for him. You'd think he would. He had started. He only played six minutes, right? That seems to be yeah. the the Courtney, the Courtney it's Lee his time rule. frame. That's how much playing time he can get in a game. That's the rule. It's a cap. He got the zero 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 stat line though. So shout out to him. Yeah, the Courtney Lee. <laughs> is that what we're going to call it? The six, no, six minutes, zero, 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 zero. Courtney Lee is my favorite $13 million a year towel waiver. I love that about Courtney <laughs> Lee. He is He's a great high-fiver, cheerer. He jumps up on the bench, and he is collecting those checks, and that, I'm, I'm happy for him. But I want him on that bench. I'm happy with him being a veteran presence, being your, your 12th or 13th man. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, him getting like any sort of meaningful playing time always makes me just a little bit – nervous about what's going on in Carlisle's head at that moment. I think Joakim Noah is waving his towel that says like stretched and waved on it somewhere <laughs> right. on a couch. He's in Hawaii somewhere, you know, <laughs> spear fishing or something. But so the Mavericks had this line, this bench lineup with, I believe it was DeLon Curry. Uh, and it was either Courtney Lee or somebody else out there with him. And then Justin Jackson and Maxi. And they didn't have Dwight Powell or Boban even or Porzingis in the lineup. And and then Giannis was out there playing against him because Giannis is 
the way they sub in Giannis is, is a little different than most superstars. He doesn't play the whole first quarter. He gets subbed out. Uh, he went out in this game with four minutes left in the first quarter. He came back in this game uh, in, to be to start the second quarter and then played almost all the second quarter. So it's kind of a, a weird way that they they sub in, but it kind of it puts him against these bench units because most teams they play mm-hmm. their starters a, a, a long time in the first quarter. Luca plays yeah. the entire first quarter, yeah. uh, and they did that with Porzingis in this game, by the way, too. They played him. Pretty much the entire first quarter, and so I thought that was interesting. But uh, they didn't have anybody to to guard Giannis besides Maxi out there, and then also guard the rim. Like Maxi couldn't do both things, and that lineup was really struggling. the The Bucks pulled to within uh, seven, I think, at one point, and um, yeah, that lineup really struggled. And I was surprised that Carlisle went back to that in the third quarter, but we'll get to that. Um, Mavericks finished out the first half fifty nine to fifty one. The Mavericks actually got outscored when Giannis was out in the second quarter, eight to nine. Thought that, mm. that was interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted that. And then at halftime, Giannis had twenty-one and seven. It's <laughs> like, nice. I game. mean, that, that's like a, a Luca line at half, right? Like that's we're getting accustomed to those kind of lines. It's just from our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very true. Harden, kind of the same thing. Uh, these guys that can just throw up these stats anytime they want. Uh, yeah, Porzingis had thirteen, seven, and two assists at halftime as well, and then. Third quarter, Mavericks go on a 14-2 run in the third quarter after their offense was a little rocky in the middle of the third quarter. Yep. Um, and then they brought out the, the, the Maxi-Justin Jackson front court again, and it just started failing again. And uh, But the Mavericks had a, a really good third quarter. The third quarter Mavs, as we've know it, known it over the last three years, is, is kind of done, right? I think so. I think they're a good third quarter team now. Absolutely. I really do. They've been so horrific to start off third quarters and this year's team is really breaking a lot of trends. A lot of they're, they're making good, good new trends and breaking off the old ones, the old habits. And, um, this Mavs team can kick off a second half or kick off a third quarter with a lot of punch. And that's just so exciting to, to watch and to see. It's completely, it's completely exciting and fun to watch. And let's talk about that real quick because there's a bunch of people I saw on Twitter before the game saying that they were opting out, that they weren't going to watch this game. Uh, you even mentioned you're kind of like, you know, half watching, half kind of. I did. I prepared my heart because Luca was going to be out. But this Mavs team is still fun. This Mavs team still has guys that you want to watch. Seth Curry hitting threes, Porzingis doing his thing. Uh, you know, you get some Brunson in the paint kind of doing his thing. DeLon Wright playing defense, Dorian playing defense. Like this team is still fun and. Their identity is so different. You mentioned it earlier with, you know, this is a team that Carlisle would love, but the watchability of this team, it doesn't go up without Luka, but it changes. It changes into something else. You go from this this team that has a guy that can destroy worlds basically. Like <laughs> it's this is this Mavericks team is like there are Avengers that people wouldn't know if they just looked at them, right? Like there are all these other Avengers besides just the ones that are in the movies. Like if, sure, yeah. if that whole group of Avengers got together, that's like that team. Uh, and then if Luca comes in, it's like Captain America and you go, Oh, I know that one. Right. Like, like, right. And that one's recognizable, but this yeah, team you're with, like the West coast Avengers, like, <laughs> like these guys we don't think about too often. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in the movies. Right. Or didn't the Teen Titans have like a second group that was like just less no lesser known? Or the Justice League? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like all, a, the, all those examples. Sure. <laughs> there's a, there's always like the B team, right? Of all these superhero teams. Well, this Mavericks team without Luca kind of feels like that, but they're still fun. They're still watchable. It's just a different kind of fun and watchable. Yeah, I mean, I think you know Luca adds so much flash and style and like just insane high level elite skill. 
he's just that superstar talent. So that he's he's watching that when he's not there. Now Kristaps had a really nice game, but when he's not there, they the team coalesces around this kind of junkyard dog persona. I think, yeah. which which is once again, Carlisle loves that. Like let's get out there and <laughs> scrap, let's fight, let's bite, let's not give them an inch now. Uh, Giannis is going to take kind of whatever he wants, right? He has I, all the inches. See that? Yeah, he has all of the inches. He could cover the half court in three steps or whatever that crazy stuff is he does. <laughs> and he but, has the uh, bell to but, prove it. <laughs> but they will fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got all the stuff. He's got a, Giannis is Captain America, right? Yeah, he is all of the Avengers wrapped in one. Someone will uh, get but, that joke out there and laugh their head off. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but this Mavs team without Luca, they still fight. Like you said, they have an identity and identity is we fight. We will not give up. We will not throw in the towel. We won't give an inch. Uh, I mean, like, like you even referenced him, DeLon Wright in only 18 minutes, 13 points, two assists, three rebounds, four steals and a block. Like, like that's, he's kind of indicative of their identity. Like somebody who can plug in the game and he's going to do what he does really, really well. And he's not going to back down. I, I love that. You think about DeLon Wright, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Maxi Kleba, Seth Curry. Those are guys that don't back down. And, uh, and I love that about them. No, absolutely. And these are guys that all could say that they could be starters on a lot of teams that, you know, that yeah. they on a lesser team. Sure. Yeah. On a lesser team. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of, I mean, they're fighting for something. They're fighting for starting spots, and they, you know, are going to go out there and not be scared because they they're those caliber of players. And it's just it's a testament to how deep this Mavericks team is. All right, coming up, let's get into that crazy fourth quarter because the Mavericks look like they're going to run away with this one, and then something just. I mean, they're up fifteen with four minutes left or three minutes left, and it just kind of all went out went away from them. And so Ooh. let's get into that coming up next. But before we do. If you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breaking.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams and passionate moments. Great for all fans. Go to It's actually breakingtea.com. And uh, feel free to search the site for great shirts, fun sports gifts. And again, if you can't get to this website right now, you can click the link in the description of this podcast for all the offers. Again, that's breakingtea.com slash locked on. All right, Bo, let's talk about this fourth quarter because, oh my gosh, <laughs> this was one of the weirdest fourth quarters. And honestly, were you as stressed out as I was during the final like three minutes of this game? I, I timed it. I don't think I took a breath for 18 for like for like 18 minutes. Like it was the whole the whole the whole fourth quarter timeouts included commercial breaks. I was just sitting there like. This is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. This, I mean, when the, <laughs> it's just one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, and then like in the last two minutes or whatever it was, they pull Giannis off the bench. And you're like, oh wait, no, 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 no. And and you know the the kind of pessimistic mass. I'm a Mass fan. Right? I've been a Mass fan for a long, long time. I'm a yes. lifelong Mass fan. So I have lived an MFFL. Li- would you say? Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> I was though I was one long before that phrase was ever invented. Um, like I've lived through eleven win seasons and thirteen win seasons in the nineties. Like like I've seen this team uh, pull pull uh, what how do they say it uh, losses from the the jaws of victory so many times. I've seen them blow blow uh, clear wins and turn them into losses. And you're just so like, okay, don't do this, please, because because as a, you know, all of Mavs Twitter was sitting here going like, oh, this is awesome, this is amazing, and then it and then Mavs Twitter got very quiet. Mm-hmm. And just as we're all, as we're all doing the same thing, we're just watching this happen. And there were a couple tweets out there, but for the most part, it just stopped. The flow of tweets just stopped. And uh, and we're going like, don't do this because this was going to be one of the signature wins of the season without Luca in Milwaukee, 
stopping that 18 game winning streak. And then all of a sudden the narrative is going to switch to like, what an incredible choke job that we're all going to remember at the end of the season, you know? And so, yeah, I, I could barely breathe those last few minutes. It was wild. So the Mavericks were up by 15 points. Crazy. At the <laughs> three minutes left. If you look, if you ever look at the lead tracker, it's on the yeah. NBA.com app. It's on uh, ESPN, you know, the GameCast or whatever. You look at it, it has the, it's basically, what do you call it? Like a, a what kind of chart is it? It's like a flow chart kind a of? A flow chart, I guess. It just it just tracks the lead, basically. <laughs> the title should have just described it for you. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> It just is a. It's almost a straight line down from the very end to like to the last couple of minutes, and it's wild how the Mavericks lead just dissipated, yep. and uh, they did this with Giannis on the bench for the most part, and then they brought Giannis back in, and it just felt like he could get to the basket at any point, and they didn't bring Porzingis in until the very last, you know, what ten seconds, fifteen seconds or so, and man, and K- we're and KP only out. had two fouls. I, I was wondering, like, I, I was checking the, the box. I was like, oh, does KP have five fouls or something? Like, why? Yeah. And he only had two. So it was just Rick kind of wanting to stick with a lineup, you know? He just wanted to kind of play it out with this, you know, all guard. and a, That's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. He wanted to play with the three point guards. He wanted to play. <laughs> that's his thing. He loves playing with multiple point guards. He loves playing the three point guard lineup. He just wanted to finish the game out with, you know, Brunson, DeLon. Uh, I guess Curry was still in there. Uh, Dorian and I think was it Justin Jackson I guess was the last guy that was still in the game yeah he was um, rough tonight too he yeah he did not have his best game especially defensively he had that no, one play against Giannis cool. defensively <laughs> where Giannis was about to was was driving and Justin Jackson tried to try to wrap him up but Giannis's mm-hmm. arms are so long and he's so strong that he just finished around him like Justin Jackson literally had him wrapped up. If it was me, I would have fallen down to the ground. He had him <laughs> wrapped up so well. It's almost as if if you have an older brother or if you've ever played against an older cousin or something when you haven't gone through puberty yet, but the cousin has, and he, he gets you in the post and he backs you down and you turn around and all you can do is just kind of grab him around the waist and try and you know stop him from shooting. That's just all that Justin Jackson can do in that moment. And man, it, it was rough, but... Giannis was was scoring super fast. He was going up and down. The, Porzingis was out. The Mavericks didn't have any bigs. Nobody to protect the rim at all. And the Bucks just kept scoring. And they kept scoring. And they were chipping down the lead and chipping down the lead. With uh, I think they were up six. And they put Giannis back in. Back in and then they still didn't put Porzingis back in. They right, just kept right. going back and forth. And the Mavericks missing free throws. I mean, this has been, this has been a thing that... Mavericks fans have just been very upset about a lot is make your free throws, make your free throws. They they shot 81 and a half percent from uh for the game, but right. it felt like in that last couple of minutes that they were just missing free throws back and forth because the Ma- the Bucks had to play the foul game. When that was a moment too in that in that final minute where Justin Jackson went over two from the free throw line. And you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, like, no, you gotta make one because the lead was big enough to where it, honestly, if the Mavs just kept making one of two they would have been fine, but they just kind of kept chipping it away and chipping away and letting them, letting the bucks score within like three to five seconds. It seemed like on every play. Um, and so it's one of those things where, yeah, the Mavs shot really well overall from the free throw line. Like you said, better than 81%. There are only five misses on the whole night, but it felt like all five oh. of those misses came <laughs> in the last 30 seconds or something. I'm sure it wasn't, but it felt like that. 
Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the Mavs, uh, uh, Falwell quoted, um, and, and if, I mis- am I, if I'm misquoting this, then forgive me, but like Falwell quoted that the Mavs were now the eighth best three-point shooting team in the league by percentage. And I was just like, wow, that's, that, that is really Three-point or free throw? I thought he said three-point percentage. I'll look, I'll look it up. The best. Yeah, if you can look it up, that's awesome. That That's what I heard him say, and I could have misheard it, but I was just like, whoa, that is huge because just uh, early in the season, we were like around 14, 15, 16. Um, now, they have been hot recently, you know, with all the, the hot Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. games. Eighth, and Luke be, been eighth great. best three-point shooting team yeah. at 36.4% as a team. They're hitting Which that, almost 15 of their 41 three-point attempts. That is huge because they take so many. If they're going to be top 10 in the three-point, that's going to be massive looking for, for the rest of the season. That's going to be so, so huge. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, there was a famous old uh, journalist, sports journalist in, in Dallas named Randy Galloway. And he used Heck to yeah. call it uh, sphincter tightening time. You're like, <laughs> you, you just start clenching in these moments and all of a sudden the free throws aren't so easy to make. Inbound passes aren't so easy to make. Dribbling the ball isn't so easy. Making little, uh, simple passes all of a sudden becomes the hardest thing in the world. And I sent a tweet out that just said, all of a sudden, all these all the Mavs players look like reserve players because all of a sudden, though they'd been playing so big all night, this moment, at least in this brief kind of time frame, started looking too big for some of them. And I'm not I'm not saying that it literally was, but they just were making mistake after mistake after mistake as a team, and the Bucks were just capitalizing. And you're sitting there going like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> the Mavericks end up winning. Uh, or they t- they tied the rebound battle, yeah, fifty two to fifty two, which is amazing. Felt yeah. like a lot of them were at the the very end of the Bucks got, but the Mavericks were winning the rebound battle for a, a without, long time our, best like, without, without our best rebounder, without best rebounder, yeah, without Luca, the best rebounder, or future Maverick Andre Drummond, who's going to be the best rebounder, <laughs> right? Exactly, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, at the very end, it's it's hard to play the way that the Mavericks do without guys to set screens, you know, without a Maxi, without a Dwight Powell, without even a Porzingis to set a slip screen and just kind of move things around, shake things around, possibly get a rebound. It's hard to play the way that the Mavs do without big guys. So I felt like in those last couple of minutes when the Bucks just kept scoring and scoring, the Mavericks were just trying to run out the clock, that they can't really play the way that they want to without a big man, like one big guy, just, just somebody that can set a screen. Just put somebody out there. I wish I would have maybe played Boban or something. Oh, and speaking of Boban, I have a soapbox to get on, so Bo... Give Please me, stand up. Give you me a second. Floor. Give me a second. Carlisle put in Boban to get a rebound off of a free throw in the third quarter. Boban hadn't played the entire game. He didn't even get counted for a minute or a second of play in the box score. But they put out Boban to get a free, to get a rebound, and maybe it was a little pettiness. Carlisle responding to um, responding to the Bucks putting out you know Robin Lopez and a bunch of random guys to try and get this this rebound after a free throw at the end of the third quarter but situational substitution huh wonder where that has come up recently um (laughs) i remember i remember a local hero talking about how that they should have possibly done that in the last game against miami and then uh he was he was uh responded to in not kind ways by some people so a local hero you say A local wow. hero with a great podcast. This hero thinks very highly of himself, I think. I, I mean, it's a hero. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, as long as we're uh, t- talking in hypotheticals about somebody. So you would have liked more Boban tonight? No, it was the the the, the, the inside. Let's go inside baseball. The, the joke was that the other day I mentioned that at the very end of the game, when Bam got that rebound, that yeah, Bo- right. they should have just put Boban out there instead of Dwight Powell. And a couple people responded 
saying, well, he, you know, he had to warm up and he didn't play the whole game. And how can you just put him out there? Well, situational substitutions happens in basketball. All so, the time. so it happened in this game. And so I just, I wanted to do a victory lap. So I just, there you go. Take a lap hero. It's my, it's my hero with two R's, like Tyler Hero. No. Oh, like Tyler Hero. Oh, you, <laughs> Anyone else like you that. want to give credit? I mean, we haven't really talked about Giannis, but I mean, it, it's everything that we've said about Giannis is just yeah. I mean, all you can Gian- say about Giannis him. is he literally just is as good as everyone says he is. I mean, and if he ever can hit a three, I know he's he's toying with it this season. Like he took he took six tonight. He hit one in this one. game. Yeah, one out of six. I'll be happy with that. Um, but if he ever figures that out. It's just over. It's I mean, it's over now. He's just so, so good right now. But he is as good as everyone says. Uh, how about another really nice night from Dorian Finney-Smith? 15 points, eight rebounds, 35 minutes, 6 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Just a really, really nice night. On a night where you had to have players step up and deliver stats like that, Dorian did. Jalen did. Seth, obviously, we already talked about. He just was scorching hot tonight. Um, Delon did Maxi did 10.7 rebounds, a block, really solid defense or as, as much defense as you can play on Giannis. Maxi was giving his best. And also it's, it's so, uh, you know, it's so unfair because Giannis is already unfair. And then he gets so many interesting little foul calls in his favor. Um, and, and a lot of them are deserved. Some of them are, I think reputation driven, which I think the MVP of the league should get, uh, some extra calls maybe, but 16 free throws for Giannis. Fouls. Yeah, I mean, he, he just creates so much contact. And are you going to call it always an offensive foul? No, they're usually going to call it a, you know, in favor of the MVP, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We talked about it tonight, but Tim Hardaway Jr., really rough night for him tonight. And not just the shooting. The shooting was horrible. One of 10, 0 of 5 from 3. Uh, but, in, but in 24 minutes, four turnovers for a guy who doesn't handle the ball a lot and is not expected to facilitate. And he just he just looked lost a lot of the game. So... Whereas most of the guys really had a great game tonight and stood up, uh, Tim had a rough night. But he's had so many good nights in the past yeah. month that I think we just need to go. Okay, he's had a bad one. Let's keep an eye on it. Like like you even referenced earlier about who's starting or who's getting the majority of the minutes between Seth and Tim. Uh, you know, I think he, I think Tim has played well enough for long enough to get a, a longer leash. And for me to say that, I was one of the most <laughs> verbal and most outspoken Tim Hardaway Jr. critics. So for me to defend him a little bit on a rough night uh, or a couple rough nights back to back. Like I just I think he's played really really well recently. We need to kind of give him some leash, uh, give give him give him a chance to kind of play back into the good graces. But um, yeah, it, it was just such a fun fun night from these guys. One thing I want to mention that you know we mentioned how well the Mavs did, how the well the Mavs did and everything. We've 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 given all the glowing things. Seth Curry got blocked by Kyle Korver on a three point attempt. Kyle Korver had 12 blocks all of last year, and even that number <laughs> surprised me. I thought it was a lot lower. Kyle Korver blocked Seth Curry's corner three. That was not the greatest decision by Seth Curry, and it just made me laugh really hard, and I just wanted to mention it. Korver I mean, had he, 17 points, yeah. and uh, he's the only NBA player that I've ever been compared to just by physical appearance, not by skill. And uh, also, one time I was at a Mavericks game, I was walking around, you know, courtside before the game, just, you know, watching guys warm up. And some guy that was with a player or he was just around the team, he goes, are you one of those Corvers? Yeah, there's a there's a group of them. Yeah, there's a group of them. That's right. <laughs> there's a bunch of brothers, and he thought that I was one of the Corvers. It, all, it felt hilarious. like in the show New Girl when uh, – when Schmidt gets compared to a Romney and he just goes with it, he's like, yeah, I'm Tug Romney. He, he embraces it. Yeah. <laughs> he just embraces <laughs> that, it. Yeah. 
So uh, that's the only one I've ever been compared to. I was also recently at a uh, at a YMCA just shooting around, and a guy walks in, and he's he's uh, he just walks by me, looks at me up and down. He goes, "All right, Corver," and just leaves. <laughs> just nice. Walk, but that was actually a comment on on your silky jump. No, no, no. Like, that, that was just physical. Like, that was he was physical just like, appearance. Dude, that was in a miss. hallway. It was in a hallway. Just physical <laughs> oh, appearance only. So the, the comparison uh, is uncanny. You, you look a lot like Curve. Well, he's a good-looking right. guy. So uh, you, you're a hero. You're incredibly handsome. You look like a, a NBA millionaire. You, you're riding high over here, Nick. I like yeah, it. Yeah, with my when it's only the long, shaggy hair right now. That's all. That's all that it is right now. <laughs> Gotta get a haircut. All right, Bo. Uh, everyone can subscribe to the OP podcast. You can follow you at Mavs Highlights. And uh, guys, we appreciate you all for listening to Locked On Mavs. Maybe Isaac will be back tomorrow to celebrate this win again and talk more Mavs. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.